And I didn't start off by saying, I am going to start this business and I need this building and I need these people and I need this equipment and I need investors. I started in my home, very simply, very small. I did everything myself. From Vermont Center for Emerging Technologies, it's Start Here, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. On today's episode, we're thrilled to sit down with Sarah Keck, an Addison County-based entrepreneur whose sustainable food storage products are flying off shelves nationwide. Welcome. This is Sam Roach-Gerber and Dave Bradbury, recording from the Fairpoint Technology Hub in downtown Burlington, Vermont. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Good afternoon. Welcome Hi. to VSET. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. We're so excited to have you here. Um, we are just amped because this is one of my favorite products. I've been using it for a couple of years and it's really, really incredible. Um, let's just start by you telling us what is Bees Wrap? Well, Bees Wrap is a plastic alternative, plastic wrap alternative for food storage. You use it in your kitchen or for um, taking lunch somewhere on a hike or um, to work or school. You wrap half a lemon, half a cucumber, a sandwich, bread, cover a bowl. It's made of organic cotton that is infused with beeswax. There are two other ingredients, jojoba oil and damar resin. It's reusable and washable. With cold water, right? With cold water, that's yes. right. Yep. Yeah, right. That's, that's, a big, that's a big one, right? Got to remind Dave about wax. that one. Yeah. <laughs> did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur, or how did the how did you start the company? I did not always know this. Um, I knew I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what it was. Um, so I actually started out um, as a stay-at-home mother. I did kind of traveled around after college. I did jobs here and there, worked on organic farms um, and gardens, and had my first child, had a second child. We lived out west and then moved um, to Vermont. Uh, this was about eight years ago, nine years ago. And um, I started doing some marketing for my father's company. Um, and did some sewing, farmer's markets, just kind of dabbled in lots of things. Um, had my third child, and then Bees Wrap kind of appeared in my life and took over. Were you a beekeeper at any point? No, I wasn't a beekeeper either. <laughs> but I was, um, we had a huge garden. We grew almost all of our own food. We canned and froze um, vegetables. We raised chickens. We raised lambs. And let's see what else pigs, goats. I milk goats. For so it was a while. just the damn saran wrap. And it was how just... to store the food. Yeah. And making bread. I made all of our own bread. And that is actually a problem. How do you store your bread when you make it yourself? I always struggle with that. Yeah. You can't it's really eat the hard. whole loaf in one day. No, you can't. <laughs> and if you bake two loaves and you want to save one, what do you do with it? There's no bags that are big enough except a uh, grocery bag, which is just kind of yucky. Um, so com coming across some um, waxed cotton, um, some family members brought it to me and said, hey, you should make this. And I am a maker. I make things. I do things. I'm interested in cotton and fabrics and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and 
at first I said no because I had little children and hot wax and was just like, yeah, I'm not really into this. But Sounds messy. It, it, messy and hard <laughs> and yeah, I was busy. Um, but then they said it again and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll give this a shot. And so I just started playing around with it and found that it worked so well. And I made some big sheets um, that stored my bread beautifully. And it stored just about everything in the kitchen beautifully. Um, so I started, you know, figuring out how I could really do it for real. Like, how can I make this more of this? And um, gave it to friends and family, and they were really into it. And everyone was really into it. And I thought, wow, this is cool. I. I could do something with this. Market signals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and solving solving a problem that you have. You know, that's a big thing we always right. talk about with entrepreneurs is solving an actual problem. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was, solving a problem. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So in the early days, what was keeping you up at night? What was super hard and challenging? The business grew very quickly. So there was always something new to worry about. Um, in the early days, it was figuring out how I, so to start at the beginning, the, the business grew very organically. So there wasn't a lot of investment. I didn't start off by saying, I am going to start this business and I need this building and I need these people and I need this equipment and I need investors. <laughs> I started in my home. Very simply, very small. I did everything myself. I made everything myself. I designed the logo. I designed the website. I did the packaging. I made the product and launched Love it that. myself. Yes. Um, Sounds so, like a little control freak to me. <laughs> no? Am I wrong? Or is it just I'm necessity? I'm learning to let go. Well, we'll, we'll get to that because that's important, right? Yeah. Very important. <laughs> um, and so it worked into my my daily life um, pretty nicely. But as it began to grow, things that kept me up were, how am I going to bring on enough people? How do I do that? How do I um, get these people to do this the way I want them to and so that they're happy doing it? I think a lot of it stemmed around employees and um, how I was going to Pull this whole thing together, and then later on there were bigger issues. You know, when we did move into a new space, when we um, brought in equipment, we we made this equipment to um, make the wraps um, more efficiently and not doing it from hand any longer. And that's when things got a little trickier because we had demands we had to meet. Um, so how long, just to get a little idea of the timeline, how long was it from when you, you know, started making these for family and friends and started to kind of sell them to hiring your first employee? So I've been in business for a little over five years. And uh, I did it myself for the first few months. And then I had a great friend of mine who is a farmer. So she works in the summer. Not in the winter. Perfect. So, perfect. <laughs> yep. So she came over and we um, worked together making the wraps um, that first winter. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, and then I brought in two women that first spring. So it wasn't too far into the business, probably six months. Um, that That's I had really two, fast. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Um, the first two people coming in to help me. And then that summer brought on a few more. And then the first year... Um, hired my first, I think she started full-time, and she's still with me now, um, employee. 
And that it kind of built from there. We had, I don't know how many women we had working in my house at that second year was, I don't know, there might have been eight, nine of us in this little workshop um, down in the basement where the ping pong table is now. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, And then that, in our second year, we moved to this space. We moved out of the house and into the space we're in now. So you kept overhead low, learned it, trained people in a probably too close of an environment. Exactly. Um, What... uh, what resources did you use to sort of learn the people aspect or the manufacturing? Were there any sort of local resources, or was it all trial by fire? Yeah, well, it was some of both, but I relied um, heavily on the SPDC. I had an advisor. Love the small business development centers. Yeah, they're the best. They were so huge um, in helping me get started. Um, I started with one advisor and then moved to another. Both of them were amazing. Um, Gave me a lot of confidence, tools, budgeting tools, just things that I had. You know, I came into this with um, pretty blind. I didn't have any experience. So that was a huge one for me. The other one was my father. He had recently retired. He owned a business um, for all of my growing up years. And so he was a great, hey, dad, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He was probably looking to to do something, too, because I feel like most Vermonters don't handle retirement well. Yeah, he's actually in Pennsylvania, (laughs) but he is like that and very busy. Awesome. And he's still, he's actually working for Bees Wrap now. So oh, it's I was going to say, yeah. once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. He, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, and then, I, you know, I have different friends that I reached out to, um, other entrepreneurs, um, which were very helpful, too. Great. Very cool. And, and how many employees do you have today? 20. 20. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's wow. great. You can almost have, like, a full soccer game. <laughs> uh, or, or whatever you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, who's the customer? Who's the typical buyer? Is it a hippie, foodie, green-centric, a vegan? I, I mean, do you yeah. have a sense of who that persona is? Well, it's hard to know when we're not in touch with our customers because most of our we um, our interface is with our wholesale customers at trade shows and not so much the end user. But we've done some research and um, most recently, you know, coming up with, you know, who's visiting our website, who is buying from our website, that kind of thing. Um, and it's a, young, it's a younger generation than what we thought, millennials for the most part, um, mostly women, and um, some older women, 65 and up are using it. But it's people who are interested in making a change they like the look and feel of Bees Wrap. It feels really good to use. Um, I think that's a big part of it. It's got an aesthetic quality that just improves your day-to-day life. So it's someone who that appeals to um, and, and someone who is looking to reduce their plastic use, who's aware of the um, harmful effects of single-use plastics. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, I know... Every time I, you know, throw away a piece of plastic, I'm like, oh, you know, it's painful. It really is a painful experience. It is, yeah. And it's so, it's such a no-brainer to use something that lasts, you know, and is safe for the environment. I mean, 
I think you say it lasts for about a year. Is that right? right. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much been exactly what I've calculated roughly. I was thinking about it because I read it on your website. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's probably about right for us, too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just been awesome. Well, one of my questions was your um, company's based in Bristol, Vermont, which um, for those of you who haven't been, it's an adorable little town, um, a great little ex- day excursion, Bristol Falls and all that. Yeah. Um, how has that been? spending, you know, time in that community? It's been amazing. It's a great little town. Like you said, we are nestled right where the mountains come together and where the New Haven River comes down. So we open our windows in the summer. We can hear the river, occasionally get out, jump in for a dip. Perfect. Go for a hike. When, the creamy you know, stand but, there. Right? Oh, yeah, the creamy stand. Who doesn't know that place? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and was it helpful that companies like Autumn Harp had started there, right, years yeah. and years ago. Yeah. And we just had a company uh, move out uh, of our building and our program in, in Middlebury to Bristol, a, a technology company. So something's going on there. It's kind of yeah, kind of neat. It's a little hub. Yeah, Vermont Coffee started in our building. That's right. It's got a great history. Yeah, Vermont good. Farm Tables down there. Yeah. Aquavite started down there. Yeah. Bristol, man. It's happening. Bristol's happening. Yeah. Um, this is not a paid endorsement for Bristol. But it probably could be, right? It could be. What, what are the what are the downsides of maybe being in a smaller place like that for a, a fast growing company? Have you noticed anything? Yes, there are some downsides. Um, we get no um, cell service in our little hollow. That that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. But also. Um, the workforce is a, it's a little more challenging. We have an amazing workforce right now, and uh, most of them do come from the Bristol, um, Lincoln, New Haven area. But um, as we're growing, finding more people and um, getting them to make that drive, um, you know, we have a few people now who are making a 30 to 45 minute drive. And when it's snowy or icy, that, you know, it takes an it's hour, long, hour yeah. and 15, and that's hard. So as much as we love being there, that is a challenge. For sure. And, I mean, so 1 to 20 people in five years is, is a pretty pretty fast growth um, rate, for sure. How has that been for you, just handling it, you know, logistically, emotionally, you know, being responsible for 19 people sort of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> means of income yeah it's um well it's certainly been a steep learning curve for me um we we grew from one to nine up until last spring when we had a big um social media um buzz happening it was our buzzfeed um I mean, seriously, the, a honeybee product with yeah, buzz, with, I mean... I know, it's kind of... Come on, like, I, I'm trying I not to go there, but... I know, me too. <laughs> it's so e- it's too easy. It's, it's way too yeah, easy. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, in the spring, in April, BuzzFeed posted a video. They actually created a video about bees wrap, and they let us know they were going to do it. Um, we had looked to see how many views most of their videos got. So we knew we thought we'd get a little bump in traffic, and we got a huge bump in traffic. The video now has 86 million view- views. Stop Are you it. serious? Yeah, so it was, Stop a, it. It was huge. A, so at a, that time, a lot of Russian bots, maybe? I know they've been yeah. going around. Is yeah. that... 
That's, congratula- <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really exciting time. We actually sold out of product. We brought in everyone, everyone to come in, <laughs> make bees wrap and package and ship. And and it was it was a little harrowing. We did run out of product. Um, for a short time, but we kept it moving as best we could. And that's when our employees really grew. So we grew from nine to, I think at one point we had 27 employees and now we're down to 20, um, which is a, is a good- um, Sustainable is, level. Sustainable. Yep. Um, but that was a huge leap for us. So we did bring, I brought in um, an HR consultant to help make that transition for us. Great call. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she was, it, was a huge help and is still a huge help in um, structuring that for us. So that I mean that's insane. That's crazy to wrap your head around. Can did you guys were you seeking out that sort of PR? Did they find you guys? How did that sort of come about? Well, um, they have two different. Um, they have their Facebook. And then they have their website where they have ongoing content. So we had reached out to their website to see if they wanted to do a story on us earlier in the year. And then they had done this video, someone else. So we don't know what if it was related or not. Right, yeah. Um, so we knew that they were doing this video. But really, we didn't think it was going to be have this kind of effect. How could you? I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. how do you prepare for that? I mean, I, we were chatting before we started taping about sap maple beverages that was on Shark Tank. Right. And, you know, they, they had, I think, two weeks notice that this is going to be oh, wow. your, your yeah. view date. So they're able to harden their infrastructure. I mean, basically right. make sure the website doesn't crash. Right. You know, anticipate yeah. questions and stuff. And it sounds like you didn't quite have that lead time. We so. did not have that lead time, no. But luckily, we used Shopify. It was great. It didn't crash. Right. And we were able to bring in enough people. And um, we had enough inventory on the shelves, at least the raw goods, to get us through a big chunk of time. Yeah. And did then, you have your Amazon store at that point? We were selling on Amazon. How's that been as an experience? Because we see more and more big companies, small, use, use Amazon. And there's how did you... Decide that, and it's, are you yeah, okay we, with it? Yeah, um, I am okay with it, and I'm okay with it because I have to be being someone who does shop on Amazon. So that's kind of where I've come to with it. Um, we sell a lot of bees wrap on there. They're our second biggest customer um, next to our retail store. So it's a, it's a a big piece of our income. Um, shoppers expect to find us on Amazon. They were asking for it before we were on there. Um, and we manage it as best we can by keeping our prices steady and so that we're not competing with our other online sellers. That's a big piece of it. We work very hard at that. And that is a challenge. One of the biggest challenges is making sure that we hold that marketplace, um, and and that's part of the reason that we do it, um, so that we don't get um, people underselling us there. Awesome. And can you talk to us a little bit about product development? So how did you kind of start, and, and where are you guys going? Well, um, we are always looking for new ideas, of course, um, new prints, new ways to use bees wrap. Um, I do most of the, I do all of the product development, um, which is the piece I really enjoy. Um, and right now we're keeping it 
fairly limited to PeaceRap, not trying to muddle what we're doing there. We feel like we have enough room to grow with our product right now. Um, and as we're growing right now, we're focusing on um, expanding our space and our production and our um, infrastructure, um, bringing in new machinery to help streamline our production process. So that's where we're focused right now as opposed to bringing in new products. Um, but we did just launch a new print, which we're really excited about. It has sort of a Vermont story. And it's the bees and bears and tells the story about the bees producing the honey and it's got the maple branch and the evergreens and the bears who eat the honey and then the beeswax that makes the, um, you know, our wraps that oh, helps sustain that the environment. So, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, can we talk about this? Your story's been fantastic. It sounds like it just sort of just happened without any, any mistakes. Um, <laughs> but we do like yep. to talk about the F word, right? <laughs> you know, have there been some, some, some fails along the way? Any, any real failure points that were like, oh gosh, we made it through. And, and if I'd known now what I didn't know then. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there's many, if I had known now what, you know, I didn't know then, because it's constantly a learning process, and um, I don't think there's any way to prepare for those things ahead of time. Um, there have been big things that happen, you know, where there have been smaller things, big things, you know, employees is a huge one, constantly making sure we're doing the right thing, bringing in, and, and that's the emotional piece of the business that is really challenging. It's um, making sure that that our employees have what they need in their lives to sustain themselves and ha happy, healthy work environment where they are, um, where they're able to be creative and that it doesn't always match up perfectly, and that's really hard. And so there have been some mistakes there, which is constantly learning as we we grow and and bringing in HR people to help with that um, has been pretty big. Um, we at one time brought in thousand a couple thousand pounds of beeswax that had a very strong scent. And we, it was strong in a good way. We loved the smell of it. It was amazing, but it had this very, it was a little bit pungent, evergreeny. It had some propolis in it. And we used it because we really liked it. But a lot of people didn't like it. And they didn't like that scent transferring to their food. Mm. Um, so we had to, we got quite a few complaints and we ended up having to return the wax. Um, this couple huge pallets of wax. So that was a, that was a challenge. Um, we've run into challenges where we bring, you know, new packaging and we think it's going to be great, something, you know, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I did most of the design on it and then <laughs> we bring it into the shop and it doesn't quite work right and there's boxes of it in the, you know, in the warehouse. So things like that, that um, like, wow, if we had just talked about it, you know, or thought through it a little. So that's a, that's a big one too, is to really have that checklist and, and go through it all the way and 
keep talking to everyone. And that's, I mean, that's so hard when it's your design too, or your baby. It's like, you do have to let it go a little bit and not take it personally. But I mean, you put so much energy into it. It's hard. So I have like probably a really stupid question, but I mean, there are no stupid questions, right? Someone once told me that. Um, Is shipping in terms of temperature a concern? Like, Will these things melt or like freeze weirdly? Like, yeah, that's a really good question. We actually talk about that a lot. Oh, really? We do because um, we get that question a lot, and we are shipping in all kinds of ways now. So, no, it's not an issue because the only a shipping container or a truck that's traveling across the country actually doesn't get that hot. Mm. It's your car that gets really hot because the I don't know, it's the like the glass, yeah. the sun coming through the glass. Reflection. And yeah, stuff. so don't leave it on the front seat of your car. That is a big problem. Um, but we've been talking about it as we're shipping um, pallets and containers to Europe and boats. And how, what happens when it's out in the sea? Does it get really cold? Does <laughs> it get really hot? Who knows the answer to this so that we can, you know... We've talked about getting little like temperature recorders and putting them oh, in one sure. of the boxes so that we can gauge it. But really, you can actually freeze bees wrap. And so cool. Um, and there is no damage to it. That reminds me, did anyone picture like the, remember the VHS tape that someone left in their car that they'd put on the counter at like Blockbuster, just to remind you not melted, to leave it yeah, in yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the right. cassette tapes yeah. was what I was right? thinking. Yeah. Like, my pickup trucks got that problem today. So. Classic. Um, and she, so the, the, the different sources of beeswax. Yeah. Is that like a trade secret or where do you, how do you source? Is it like coffee where everybody is looking for their particular little farm <laughs> yeah. and I got to make sure the bees are happy or they have different profiles? Exactly. So how do you, yeah. how that work out? Yeah, well, um, we do work really hard at sourcing our beeswax. Um, we get it from all over the country. We get a small percentage of it um, from overseas. We work with beekeepers that do... Um, keep their hives in a certain way. Um, so we ask, we have a whole series of questions that we go through. We prefer to work with beekeepers that um, work sustainably. So that means the bees don't travel. They're not pollinating all year round. Um, they're in relatively wild areas or where the, the where the bee the hives are kept, so that they're not. Um, pollinating on conventional farms and golf courses where there are lots of pesticides, pesticides right. yeah, and herbicides used, which can be carried back to the hive. Um, we actually, we do test our wax to make sure that it is clean, doesn't carry um, pesticides and herbicides in it. So we awesome. have conversations with all of our beekeepers. Then we get samples sent to us. And we make sure that the scent is right. <laughs> learned that we lesson. Learned our lesson. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's like so, a fragrance business, right? It I mean, is. In many ways, and yeah, the a chunk of wax comes in and it gets passed around the workshop. Everyone smells it and gets the thumbs up or well, thumbs down. Oh, it's so down. important. It goes on food, right? Yeah, so, you know, it's If you're wrapping your deal. child's lunch to go to school or That's something, right. you want it's, it. Uh, you want it clean and yeah. Fantastic. Um, how do you? How would you rate sort of the Vermont ecosystem for for small businesses? 
just from your vantage? You know, you, you clearly talk to other business owners and other peers along the way. I mean, do you think we're, we're doing okay or doing really well? What, what's sort of your impression? Um, well, I'll start off by saying I don't have anything to compare it to. So not having had a business somewhere else. Fair enough. Um, so Another that's advantage of Bristol without cell service, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say it's, it's a really good environment to, to start a business in, with, to starting off with the SBDC and having such a strong support system there. Um, having, I don't remember how I got connected with them initially, but having started a business, people reaching out to me immediately. Um, we've done, I, I feel like there's always someone reaching out to me with some kind of resource, whether it is funding for trade shows, we've gotten some great funding for trade shows, for exporting, for um, classes and courses from all types of organizations. I feel like it, there is a, a very strong support system here and a strong sense of entrepreneurship. Um, I'm, there's all these really cool business, I mean, you listed, how many did you list in just Bristol? It's like more than a small I thought. And we didn't name the <laughs> yeah. bakery either. We and you didn't name the bakery, the, yeah. yeah. So um, Actually, Sam and I were meeting with Fred Kenny today, who's the new Addison County yeah. Economic Development yep. uh, leader. And just really we're talking about just what a robust, really diverse a group of businesses and people from clothing to foods to uh, you know machinery and technology and Right. That's the right ingredient. You know, certainly what we try to replicate in some of our innovation spaces is we just can't have 100 programmers. Right. Right. We need the artists. We right. Need the, the farmers. The, the farmer. The, actually, yeah. true. We have a hemp farmer here. What else? We've got a CSA farm, uh, mm -hmm. a couple beverage companies, maple sugar producers, yeah. along with apps and, yeah. and, and cube satellites. And I think There's that diversity in Vermont, I hope, will, will help us all uh, lift off. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, BeesRep is a Green America certified business. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that means and, and why you guys sort of went for that certification? Uh, well, they reached out to us, and um, what we were looking for um, in responding to them was something that would kind of speak to our public about what we stand for. So, and Green America does just that. They're, um, you know, looking at our waste, they're looking at what our product does in the environment, our packaging, all of these things that we feel very strongly about. Um, and that is one organization that does represent um, what we stand for. So. so you were kind of already doing all the stuff, though. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like, sure, you can have us as one of your well. companies. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's neat. So I have one question, Sam, for maybe our final special question. Sure. Um, I have, like, one more, but you go. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You did a fantastic interview with Jane Lindholm recently at Vermont Public Radio. Thanks. And let's say she's like a 10 on the interviewer scale. <laughs> How far down are Sam and I? Because this feedback's important. <laughs> okay. 
Jane is pretty amazing, isn't she? Uh, she stunning. Is. Yeah, yeah, Dave was Dave was like, can we even still do this? Like, Jane yeah. just did her. Yeah, Damn. literally, she's just a rock star. So, yeah, you guys are pretty awesome too. I, I give us a number, like six, four. <laughs> oh, I would say nine and a half, nine point seven five. Boom. Nine point seven yeah. five. Yeah. Wow, we'll take yeah. that, Sam. <laughs> And you've got this beautiful studio here. Jane, too. we're knocking. <laughs> we're coming. We got to get Jane on the show for sure. Yeah, for Jane sure. came to our co a co-working uh, incubation center probably eight or nine years ago at ah. Farrell Hall UVM just to see what it was all about. So it was really kind of neat to when we first were starting this experiment at VSAT to, to yeah. have someone uh, go, I don't get it, or I do yeah. get it. Yeah, here's the, here's the have her come back to. now that it's you know grown to this and. All right, that was my question. Okay. So I, we're in the. Yeah. I think she's being kind. So if we if we knock three points off, and let's yeah, just yeah. say we're six. Seven, seven. Six, seven. All right. Thank Fair you. enough. Thank, I appreciate your almost we honest need, answer. We need room for growth. Um, I have another question I wanted to ask briefly, which was you know, there are a lot of food storage products out there. How does Bees Wrap stay competitive? Bees Wrap is. Um, this is where I, I do like to talk about this aspect of bees wrap. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it is biodegradable and compostable. So those are two things. They're Boom. all natural ingredients in there. So yes, glass jars are great. They usually have plastic lids, which is introducing plastic into the environment that doesn't biodegrade. Um, so or some of the wrappers that are, you know, there's silicone and there's BPA, they, all, all that, that stuff other stuff, but it's all introducing plastic into the environment. And this is just natural ingredients that are, will biodegrade. And, and it's a fire starter. And you can use it as a so fire starter. I love that. Awesome. Backpacking, fire starter. you know, one of those scenarios where you're like, oh boy, it's a little wet out. <laughs> exactly. It works like a charm. Your wood stove, your barbecue. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, that is great. That's good to know. I'm going to keep one with me. All right, I'm going to take the last question because yours was much more intelligent than my <laughs> Jane Lindholm question. Yeah, yeah. Go for um, it. Okay, we'll ask everybody this. Magic wand time. If you could change one thing about Vermont, what would it be? That's a really hard question. Um, okay, let me think for a minute. Um anything magic wand you have superpowers you're tom brady yeah <laughs> right superpowers yeah well Dave. i've heard so i have listened to some of your other podcasts and there's been some really good answers that i can't steal which is <laughs> i love the more diverse vermont that was a really really that, that was good, a few times for sure that was a few yeah, times a couple, couple folks yeah it really got me thinking about vermont and in, in different ways that we could change i mean the other thing is um, public transportation. That's a really huge one. Totally. I mean, we've got a pretty good bus system in Addison County, but being able to reach other parts of the state and even getting to New York City and Boston, that's that's a big one. You know, cell service in your shop. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. But <laughs> that's, that's You're easy. probably more productive without cell service, though. Exactly. There's probably some benefit to, I think, yeah. I think those free zones will be more important. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a great answer. Yeah, it's hard to pick just one. It is hard. No, yeah. but it's better than In-N-Out Burger, right? Ethan, <laughs> Ethan Bechtel shaming you. Um, Throwing him under the bus. 
Although I have never been to an In-N-Out Burger, so I'm not really qualified. To well, when that you one. do, just bring your bees wrap. You can wrap it up, save it for later. <gasps> yes, yeah. I will do so. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Sarah, you. thank you so much. Thanks so much for All having right. me here. This has been Start Here with Sam and Dave, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. This series has been made possible by the Vermont Technology Council and Consolidated Communications. Follow us on Twitter at VCET, that's V-C-E-T. Thanks for listening, and let's get back to work.